This is The Great Equalizer, a parenting podcast about the realities of being a mom or dad in modern Josie. We are your hosts, Sam and Charlene, and we believe we're all rocking the same kind of crazy. So let's get real, let's get honest, and let's have a laugh about the ups and downs of our current upside down. Hashtag no judges. This week on The Great Equalizer, Sam's in the firing line. Charlene has them crash germs. And we look into actually getting our shit together. And keeping it there. With the unpodcasts, Caitlin De Beer. Hello. How goes? Fine and you? Yeah, good. Why are you in the firing line? <laughs> it's actually a funny one. Um, and I think a lot of boy moms can relate and it... It ties in nicely with like disciplinary issues and, um, you know, how kids, I don't know, I suppose develop and, and whatnot, how they express themselves when they're unhappy with you. So Elijah's not very much of a tantrumy kid. Like he's very good in that way. I don't ever give him the props he deserves. I often call him an arsehole on the show and talk about what I struggle with because that's the, the nature of, of our show. Mm. But I, I never kind of give him the credit he deserves. He's quite a good-natured kid. I'm very lucky in that respect. Mm. Um, but he's gotten to a point where he is has he knows he can argue and he... He's test pushing the boundaries yeah, a little bit more. He's like, but why? And if, if I'm just like, just do this or just do that or I admonish him for some other reason and I'm like, Elijah, no, come, I'm counting. And if I get to three, then he comes and... It's all good and well, but he, he started like kind of blowing raspberries at me when he gets angry. <laughs> and that happened, that was a big thing in like November. So he would go, you know, or like, <laughs> like <laughs> to me, where I'd be like, hey, excuse me, get, go brush your teeth. And then he'd go do it. But it's his way of telling me like, fuck, actually just fuck you. Yeah, it's, it's like he's being defiant. He still does what you're asking, but he's just expressing his disdain. So there were plenty of naughty corners that were had, plenty of timeouts where he had to go to the mat to grow good because he, his mom or his mm. daddy like, you know, fuck mm. you, you know. You know mm. you know, in Friends where they like do the chin thing? Yeah, that side. Or, or the two hands <laughs> the together two. like <laughs> when yeah. they, the two fists side yeah. to side, yes. So he kind of does that and we had to be like, actually, it's, it was kind of funny when it started, but Ray and I just stuck with disciplining him on it. Yeah, because that isn't, a, that you have to be respectful. Imagine he mm. does that to his teachers mm. or to his grandparents or something. We'd be mortified. Mm. And so um, he stopped doing that because he had, he was disciplined over, so it took about a month or two to get him to stop doing that. Mm -hmm. And now he very playfully, like, especially if he's naked and that's, I mean, normally it's like bath time or he's having a wee and you're mm. just like, Come, Come now, you need, him need to, to cooperate. Yeah, please just stop. Like he takes his sweet time doing everything, and you're just like, "Come now!" And it, it's not a huge fight. Like it's not a, it's not a the biggest deal in the world. But I'll be like, "No, you don't need so much toilet paper. You've got a penis. Like you just shake it off or you know, use a little bit." And and what he started doing instead of at me, he. <laughs> <laughs> He shakes his penis oh, so at me. The wee. And he goes, no, he doesn't shake the oh. wee at me. Oh. He he takes his penis, um, so it's bath time or something. If his penis is exposed, mm -hmm. it's like a fire hose. <laughs> <laughs> and he's going, shh, shh. 
An imaginary fire hose. An imaginary fire hose where he's spraying water at you. <laughs> and I just realized he was doing it the other day. And I said, Elijah, no, about something. And he took his penis and he pointed it at me and went, shh. <laughs> <laughs> that is why I'm in the firing line. I'm just like, this is who, who'd have thunk that one day I'd be standing arguing with a three-year-old and hand, his hand and his penis. His hand and his penis, pointing his penis at me and <laughs> pretending to shoot me. As though, as though it's a fire hose or <laughs> something. Fuck you, mom. <laughs> With his penis at me. That's just oh, like okay. the joy of kids. They are so fucking hilarious. Yes. That is so funny. And I mean, how, like, like such inhibition because I'm pretty sure like most men have pissing contests on a good day. I'm pretty sure that any guy would love to like whip out like a, having, whip a, out his or having like a like, dick measuring contest and be like, this is my goods and I will stand my ground. You back off, buddy. But you can't do that in society because it is, um, it, it would be frowned upon yes. <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> It was just a funny oh, moment, and I just nice. thought, ah, parenting. I think a lot of boy moms can yeah. can relate to this. It's, it's hilarious. So, yeah, I don't know. I think in recognizing that my child's not that much of a dickhead, he he has his moments, but he's he's a he's an alright kid, and so uh, part of my bombing at bombing, I would suppose. Yes, that's good. Also, last week I managed. To, we did a birthday ring because school started way after Elijah's His birthday. birthday. Yeah. But I didn't want him to like get to the other kids' birthdays. And, and like, then, why didn't I get a birthday at school? Yeah. Mm. He, the kid thinks he had a party because I had you and another friend over with your kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that <laughs> so matters. That's, he thinks it was a party. But he didn't have a birthday ring with his school friends. Yes. So I managed it, got the cake, got the candles, and I even... Got my husband there, and I just yeah, he was there. That is no small feat. Yes. So, bombing at momming right there. Bombing I'll give at it momming. to you. Yeah. <laughs> bad mom moments. It's a quick one, but and it's I still don't know whether it's that bad. <laughs> the bad men saga continues. All right. Into and I and I keep telling him it's not bad men that are going to take you. The police will come after right. me. If they think I'm hurting you. So stop screaming unnecessarily. Yes, you can't cry wolf. You yeah. need to make sure that it's bad when it, you scream. So when I drove into the house yesterday, I accidentally set off the alarm. So it was going off. And so imminently the um, security company would call to ask if everything's fine or if they should send a, a vehicle. Um, and Elijah heard all of this happening. And then I switched off the alarm. I was waiting for the call. And in between... I had asked him to get out of his car seat and he started screeching. We're like, I don't want to, I don't want to. So he was basically just defiant, you know, and didn't want to get out of his car seat. At that moment, the security company calls and asks if everything's fine. And Elijah assumed it was the police calling to ask if everything's fine with Elijah. Okay. It It worked out perfectly because I was like, no, it's fine. It's a false alarm. Everything's okay. Um... No. Yeah. No, no, all good here. This is the password. This is the... And then I left them on for a little while and I was just like, no, he's just he just doesn't want to get out of his car seat. <laughs> no, okay, all right. And I looked at him and I was like, you see? And he was like, fuck, she's telling the truth. This is happening. Got it's us. bad. 
it's bad. I'm like putting fear in my child and like no fucking wonder. I'm sure I got judged off of last week's episode where I'm just like, I told my kids that and obviously then he's scared of things that go bump in the night because I'm just instilling anxiety in him. But you know what? This is what's getting him not to fucking not listen to me. Just get out of the car seat. I'm not fighting. I'm not negotiating with terrorists. I'm not fighting with my three-year-old. Get out of the car when I tell you to get out of the car. It's damn a means car. to an end, Sam, and I wouldn't feel too guilty about it because we all use Santa as a, you need to behave, otherwise Santa's not going to visit or bring you presents or whatever. So it's a means to an end. That is true. So, okay, you. I'm really sorry. I should have mentioned this in the beginning. You have crest germs. I You're do. Sick. I'm sniffling and I sound sorry. nasal and I have this tickle in my throat. So if I'm going <clears throat> a lot or coughing, that's why I'm sorry to our listeners, but um, you can't catch my germs over the, <laughs> the 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 portal that you're listening to us through. So and that's so we good. continue. <laughs> yeah, I'm just you know when you just have like this mush head cold and you just feel properly unwell, and it actually it ties in very well with what we're going to talk about. So more on that later. As far as my bombing and momming is con- uh, bombing at momming is concerned, I um I was so chuffed with myself last week because the first week of or the first few weeks of January, I gave myself permission to not be too hard on myself with exercise and eating healthy and getting back into the swing of things because I was broken, as we said in last week's episode. <clears throat> after having the kids for so many weeks in December. And I just wanted to get them off to school, get them adjusted, and Jessie adjusted to this new change in her life of having to go to school. And then I would start looking at my life and focusing on getting my shit together and exercising and eating healthy, which I duly did last week and I was on top yeah, of it. Yeah, you were killing it. Mm. You were doing all the things. And you were juggling all the balls. And I was having fun doing it because I felt good about myself. And mm. I even went for a run on Saturday with both kids in the pram. Jess seated in the top of the pram and Josh in the basket at the bottom because he was riding his bike and then he got tired. So we left the bike in the park and he got into the basket at the bottom. And he was just like giving me motivation like, you go mommy, you can do this. The whole way we were running. It was really cute and it was actually a fun thing to do with them. Jesse was giggling. So that was really for me a bombing at momming moment because here I was doing what was important to me as well as what was important to them because I was spending time and with them. And having fun with them. Yes, and I didn't even... I did, look, it was it was a bit more tough, strenuous yeah. to push two children in a pram <laughs> whilst trying to um, learn how to run. All the better <laughs> for your workout. Because I'm be not a runner, but hey, um, at least I got a bit of an upper body workout as well. My legs were a bit more sore the next day. <laughs> so that was good. But then at the same time, even though I had my things together, my bad mom moment was, you know, when you just you just feel like you have things going well and then then the ch- kids who are the great equalizer, they just come and they cut you down to size. Yes. Like you th- thought you had it all together, Charlene. Mm. And here we were <laughs> on a good streak, like laughing in your face. And Josh was just one day last week so badly behaved that but not just badly behaved to the point where oh, he's just being a four-year-old. Like, I know that he knew what he was doing and he was still deliberately doing it mm. to test me and make me angry. And it was just about getting his way. And it was, it just, it took its toll and I finally lost my temper after a good long while of gritting my teeth and trying to keep it cool and trying to keep it cool. It was inevitable. I was going to blow a fuse and... I did it, 
And to be honest, it was I was so angry at him that even the next day I still didn't feel bad about losing my temper with him. I, I mean, I didn't beat him or anything like that. I just, I yelled and I let my my reaction elevate past a certain level, which always makes me think like, am I telling my kid that it's okay to behave like this? Yeah. So I'm telling him to fix his behavior, but I meet that with out of control behavior. Yeah. So what am I saying yeah. kind of thing? And then that always gets me because I feel like it got the better of me. So that was my That's bad mom worst. moment. Yeah. You feel like such shit on days like that. You do, but you know what? I've been working a lot on, on reading a lot about and talking a lot with you and friends and people and about how I battle with that. And um, even my therapist has been saying it's, it's because your glass is always full. Yeah. You're overwhelmed. And it's not just you. There are a hundred moms out there that feel that way. Your glass starts full when you wake up in the morning. It's not like you have a whole day. You wake up in the morning with an empty glass and you're able to fill it. By the end of the day, your glass is quite empty. That's not how it is. Most moms start their day with their glass half full because inside that glass is you and your needs as a person and your children and their needs as a person and your husband and his needs as a person. And then you have like a quarter of a glass left to fill with everything else the rest of the day is going to throw at you. So I'm excusing myself for my behavior. I think we're going to talk a lot about this in this week's episode. It's, mm. it's right on point, I think, actually. And I'm sorry about your questions. It's Ugh. no one. We should all know. Like we've, we've had not as bad, but we've had the, the experience in our household where it's like, okay, Exposed to new germs, and Ray and I pick up whatever snotty mm. nose Elijah's had. Goes, so does the rounds. I think there's plenty of moms out there right now that are struggling with the same thing, and their immune system is just at a weak point. Because we've also come from a month of not rest, mm. but um, you know, being full time with our kids. It's not a joke. Speaking of last week, you were doing all of the things, yes. as we say. You were working, momming, cooking, cleaning, working out like a boss. Mm -hmm. I mean... It felt like it. Yeah. yeah at the time, I felt like I am in control. And for all intents and purposes, you had your shit together. Exactly. Uh, you were master of your own fate, Charlene. You had all the balls in the air and you were successfully juggling them like... A master jester. <laughs> well, I guess the joke's on me now, Sam, because <laughs> no gymming for me this week. Let's discuss. Please remember, what we say on this podcast can only be considered the gospel on planets Sam and Charlene, respectively. Our kids and husbands can be assholes and angels at the same time. And only we're allowed to say so. And lastly, by virtue of the fact that we are women and it comes naturally to us, we reserve the right to change our minds and or contradict ourselves whenever we so choose. And we don't want to hear a damn thing about it. Hashtag no judges. Okay, so quite often on this podcast, we talk about having our shit together and we always tell our listeners no one has their shit <laughs> together, which I believe. It's true. Well, because here I am. Lo just last week, I felt like I had my shit together. This week, nothing's going according to plan. And it was my kid's birthday on Monday. I feel like my world is upside down and like I don't have my shit together. The thing is, though, because we know this to be true, that nobody has it all together all the time, it doesn't mean we shouldn't stop striving to have our shit together. And I think that's what we spend the better part of our lives doing. Just trying to keep all the balls in the air 
Um, and we, if we weren't always trying, then our households wouldn't survive. Like if we just set all the balls down, things would get very real very fast. No, exactly. No one would bath. No one would be fed. Uh, we wouldn't be put together. Nothing would, n- nothing would get done. Yes. We have to do all the things. We can't just… All the cogs in the machine won't turn like exactly. they should. Yes. So in saying that, what does it mean then to you to have your shit together, Sam? I think it's a very Stepford picture that I have in my head. So for me personally, I like to feel productive both in work and in my household. I like to know that I've done all the groceries and then I've got meals for the week and I'm, I'm by no means at that level where I meal plan mm, mm. and all of that. But I try and I try have all the things in the house that need to be and I try to keep it healthy. And then I really like to know that I'm not procrastinating on any work commitments that I have. So I like to get ahead on that and get done. Um, I like to be present for my child. So I like to pick him up when I want to pick him up in the day and so that I, I've closed my laptop, there's nothing else that I need to do so I can spend that time with him. I like to stay on top of his schedule and his diet and his school stuff, um, his clothes, you know, and that also extends to his cupboard coins have old shit in it and this is all a very pretty picture. It's by no means the reality. Um, I like to know what my kids' needs are and be ahead of the the curve. So having a kid is basically literally everything you want to do for yourself and having to do that for another person as well. And let's be honest, we do it for our kids before we do it for ourselves. Mm. So his cupboard's pristine at the moment. I managed to do that on an afternoon earlier this month. But, you know, my stuff falls by the wayside Mm. because life. Um, Being happy exercise, me time, yeah, that's important to me, touching base with all the people in my life, um, my friends, my family. That matter to my you. My husband. To help them feel like they matter to you. Yes. Or make them know that they matter. Yes, working on my marriage. And it's just, I mean, it's juggling all the balls and remembering all the things. It's getting to that junk drawer that you <laughs> know we all have and actually emptying it. Mm. It's, oh God, lunchboxes. You know, mm. it's, it's looking at looking at that as a metaphor for the year that we all try and um, we all start off with like a nice healthy lunchbox, but this it's twofold. How do you keep that up? A and B, how do you make sure your kid eats it? Mm. It's too late. Yeah, like of not of running success. out of ideas yeah. and yeah, getting them to constantly be interested in eating what's healthy. Yeah. So to outsiders, what is, what is having your shit together look like? For me, it's mom is not a hot mess. Mm. You know, we joke about our, our mom buns Mm. Um, but it's it's looking like mom is put together, got a face of makeup on. Hell, I'm wearing a mom bun today yeah. because I feel like absolute crap. <laughs> I legit look yeah, the way I feel mess. today. I even sound the way I feel today. <laughs> <laughs> um, it ex- I suppose our, our exterior of ourselves um, extends to the exterior, the interior of our mm-hmm. houses. Everything needs to be neat and tidy, have a place. Groceries are healthy, as I mentioned. The fridge is always full. Kid is also groomed. Clothes fit him. There's never a shoe that's too small. You know, you always, like I say, always ahead of the curve. Your kid is well-mannered as well and behaves. Things are labeled. All the bills are paid up. That's a biggie. Mm. No one is in debt. I'm Mm. not stressed about that. As I say, it's a very Stepford wife picture I have of uh, perfection, I suppose, and this unattainable... I don't know, having your shit together. Mm. That that for me is, I suppose, what having my shit together means. And, and you? 
listen, I'm listening to you talk. I'm nodding. I'm going, mm, 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 because I think mine and your picture, it could be a carbon copy. All of the things you mentioned are all of the things I, I hold myself to on a daily basis. The clean house. Um, one thing that is very big for me that I think you didn't mention, um, which is uh, not maybe not a goal for you, but which is why I'm mentioning it because that's the only other goal I have that's not the same as yours, is enough sleep. Yes. That is a big thing for me because if I – Sleep has always been a big thing for me because my kids don't sleep well. Jessie still wakes up. And now that everyone in the household is sick, she wakes up even more. So, And it's sad how those things just fall by the wayside. But if I have had enough sleep, I'm able to exercise better. I'm able to eat better. I'm able to function better. I have energy to clean the house. I have energy to show up for my kids. All of those things, be present with them. Sleeping is healing. I'm yeah. not lethargic and I don't feel broken all the time, which means I have the energy to achieve all of those goals, to have my shit together. Um, eating healthy is also one of them. Uh, uh, doing chores with the kids to try and teach them what they need to do. Like you said, well-mannered, well-balanced child. Um, getting through all my work, but still being able to connect with my husband and not just shop talk or talk about work, but like yeah. have time and because engage you work with your husband with each so. other. We're not just talking about the kids or moaning about bills or talking about engaging with him on a how are you person or I yeah. miss you or like to to keep us close have together. A laugh together. Yes. Or yeah. like laughing at ourselves together or that kind of thing. Or being naked together and like laughing about our mom and dad bods that we have now. You know? <laughs> yeah. It, ridiculous like being friends. Yeah. It's a lot of pressure we put ourselves under. It's a lot, and I, I need to reiterate this. Everything I listed, all of those things. By no means do I manage them. Yes. Which is why not I on feel, a good day. which is why I always feel like I don't have my shit together because those are the things that define having your shit together for me. Yeah. So my biggest concern, and we spoke about this last week, is that we have all these awesome goals in mind, Right. We keep our standards very high, impossibly high, I would say. And within weeks, one week, Charlene, mm. it all comes crashing down. You know, there's always a setback in one way or another. You're rolling downhill to red October, November, December, before you know it. Another year's uh, gone by and a large part of you just feels like a complete failure. We touched on this in a big way last um, last week that that's why we're not setting any like particular new year's resolutions because we forget about all the things that we are doing mm. and just focus on the one thing that we no. haven't managed, yeah, to, managed do. to do tell me if i'm wrong no you're not wrong sam and the, the, the truth is there's got to be thousands of moms out there not just in south africa or in this province but around the world if you're momming and you're living a real life you are feeling that way i cannot imagine that that that's not true no that's what i was thinking so I think that's why we are bringing in the big guns. So I've decided to call in an expert to help us out. Guys, our next guest is a mom who makes a living out of helping people. Those are the best kind. Right? <laughs> Caitlin De Beer is a life coach and a motivational speaker who's immersed herself in all 
things wellness. She's also a fellow podcaster. I know, it's so exciting. Folks, Caitlin hosts a podcast called The Unpodcast, which is your weekly dose of inspiration around motherhood, well-being, and managing your beautiful self. I love it. I know, me too. Let's hope she can help us manage our beautiful selves a bit better than we have been doing. Fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, Welcome, Caitlin. Yeah, thank you, guys. <laughs> Um, it sounds all a bit weird when you read it out like that. I want to giggle while you giggle. So. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, Kate, so we uh, want to get into sort of uh, you helping us just get our shit together because that's what we are chatting about today, whether it is a viable option uh, as that's what we strive for all the time. But first, we want to know a little bit more about you and your family. Talk to us about who calls you mom. Awesome, yeah. So I, I'm married, first of all, to um, my husband, Hendrik. We've been married for just about nearly eight years. I nearly got that one wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of who calls me mom, I have two kids. So Sarah is three and Noah is two. And it's as crazy as it sounds. Three <laughs> and two. <laughs> I know, I know. So 2016 and 2017. <gasps> births, I mean, so, yeah. First year was a nightmare. Now we used to be honest in such a divine way. So, yeah. Can, can you breathe now? You can. <laughs> I, I can't even tell you the difference. I feel like a different person the past year. Really? But with that came the scratching out of number three. <laughs> Jokes. We'll see. But yeah. So, Kate, also like I feel like we're gonna get to the unpodcast, but that's also hmm. a, like your business and all of that is a is a whole nother baby. So you've had three babies essentially. <laughs> Right, something like that. Fortunately, I've done this for a long time, work-wise, <laughs> so it didn't feel like the the birthing part. But yeah, I suppose juggling it all. You guys know the draw all too well. Exactly. Mm. So now, mm. tell us exactly what you do and how that ties in with the Unpodcast. Sure. So, so when I finished school, I studied psychology and clinical psych, and um, had studied it for a good, I think, six years. Um, and then did a life coaching course and literally saw the light. It was just everything that I was in terms of like forward thinking and action and go, go, go. Um, and so I left behind my psych journey, even though I'd gone so far in this and stopped that and literally launched a career as a life coach after doing a really short, well, I mean, most courses are short, but a short course compared to what I'd done in psych. Um, and so, yeah, so my whole life I've worked for myself, which is amazing. And I run a brand at the moment, mostly for mums, but in the past um, with working with women. So eating disorders, mainly um, body image, loving yourself. My journey is a long one into that. And so I've, I've sort of bought my own journey into it, which I love. So very real um, and just connecting with women. Yeah. And then I speak on those topics too. And I have lectured in SAC for six years, um, although this year I'm not lecturing. And basically that all led, I suppose, to the launch of the Unpodcast. So that's how that ties together. I sort of brought together everything that I do with clients on a day-to-day basis um, and what I have done for the past five or so years. Um, and then speaking, I suppose I was I was doing that already and I, I speak around the country. I absolutely love speaking. So the Unpodcast was sort of flowing out of that space into a more structured recording, definitely not as fancy as your guys. Just with this interview, I'm like, oh my word, I like had nerves just coming into it. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And I speak every day. But but it's good. Wake up call as to what people go through when they phone in for me. So um, yeah, that's pretty much it. I hope I explained that properly. 
Yes, yeah. yes. And there's there's another thing that you touched on that I find fascinating. And I think, look, it's, it, it veers a bit from what we want to chat about today. But I think it's important for women in our position to know the key differences between uh, a life coach and a psychologist. Mm, um, mm. And I mean, I don't want to harp too much on it, but I think it's important now that you mentioned it to explain to moms exactly what, or the women, to explain to anybody listening exactly what the difference difference is there. Is, yeah. Yeah, sure. So I think um, my easiest way of describing it to people is that psychology looks at your past um, and coaching looks at your future. Mm. So um, I think psych-wise, you know, you get to dig into stuff that's been going on for years and um, and really unpack that. It doesn't mean that you'll leave a session feeling great. You might not. Mm. But you, you were able to go there and journey there and get healing through that. And I'll see a psychologist happily. Last year I saw a psychologist for probably like six sessions. Um, so I'm really happy and, and I totally believe in, in the psych world and the importance of it. Whereas coaching, I think it's a bit more like fix the problem, move forward. So um, how the type of work that I do, I'll say like a lot of people would have seen a psychologist already, mm. understand that like mom did this, dad did that, I responded like this, and now I am who I am. So where to from here kind of yeah, thing. Mm. And that's kind of, exactly, and that's sort of where I come in. So I'm more into giving people actual tools, although psychologists will do that too, but in a different way. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not, seeing me is not a therapist. I don't sit for hours listening to people's stuff. Um, uh, it's, I'm actually not made to do that. I was going to be ugly, but that's unnecessary. Mm. Um, I'm just not made to do that. And so it's more about fixing things. So, um, yeah, so I also bring myself a lot into sessions, which is different. In fact, your psychologist is very separate to you. Mm. Um, you know nothing really about them. Whereas with me, in session one, you hear my whole life story. You know, I'm a total open book, um, and I, I obviously bring in psych tools for sure, stuff I've learned through that journey. But, yeah, I think coaching is more action-focused and um, more someone holding you accountable to, to you moving somewhere rather than reflecting on, on where you've been. I love that. I love that as in motherhood and, and anything in life, actually, there's a, everybody has a place at, at the table. There's a, there's a space mm-hmm. in time for, for different service providers like that. So I, yeah. I like that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Kate, today we've been chatting about how without fail, even when we try to keep things simple, as moms, we have this image of how we'd like our lives to look. And, and Charlene and I just, in short dub it, having our shit together. So <laughs> um, we have a bunch of things that need doing and all the various drawers that comprise our lives. So mom, work, health, marriage, etc. And we like to keep all of those drawers tidy, um, but it, it just feels near impossible. So our big question to you today is this, is it realistic to have this dream and uh, can all of these drawers be tidy at the same time? Cool. Yeah, I love that. And I think, yeah, so keep your shit together. That will appeal to all moms and will get your shit together. Um, so I would say, yes, absolutely, um, that it is possible. But to use an analogy that I think will work well with moms um, is that um, I kind of feel like you can have your cake and eat it. But in saying that, everything about that cake will come down to expectations. And mm-hmm. so for every season in life, I think we require like a different cake. So I'm meaning in real life, not as an analogy. So if you think like, I don't know, as a child, you want like a, think of your own kids now, like a Disney cake with lots of icing because they mostly only eat icing. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as a teenager, you want like a, a small little chocolate cake or a carrot cake because you're trying to be healthy. And then you have a wedding cake and that's like enormous for that stage of life. 
Mm. And then as an adult, we want like, I don't know, fruits on the top or, you know, something so different. So I think in terms of life, yes, we can absolutely have our cake and eat it. But what we need to ask ourselves, and I think as moms more than any other stage of life, um, especially others, I suppose, with young kids, is basically are you are you being real with yourself for this season in life in terms of the cake that, that you're wanting? So, like, I don't know, what size cake are you actually going for? What detail are you wanting on that cake? Or, mm. um, yeah, so I think, yeah, to make it sort of easier to understand, what I always encourage my clients to do is to work within the season of life that you're in, basically. Rather than, like, I know you said, is it realistic to have, like, this dream? Um, it's easy to throw out that word, like, this big dream for my life. But our lives change all the time. I mean, our kids change all the time. Like we watch this, you know, one week everything's going smoothly and the next it's not because your child changed. So you've got to change with that. Um, and I think that's what's so important is to really, to really know yourself, to really know yourself and to know this season that you're in and then to define that sort of dream life mm. in terms of a, a really realistic, doable dream life for right now. And when I say right now, what I say to clients is always work on, I say, at about a six months dream life <laughs> and not to go further than that because because then it changes again yeah. um, and your expectations sort of need to change again funny we actually touched on that in yeah. last week's episode mm. Charlene we spoke about hindsight is 2020 uh, the old mm. cheese ball saying that's just been doing the rounds with the new year and that's exactly it that we we did discuss like we can look back um now and realize the seasons that we were in in the past and that they might still still happen. But again, we did touch on that, that it's all about that expectation. And mm. I, I find it very helpful what you're saying here, Caitlin, the fact that you, um, it's, so yes, it is realistic to have that dream, but is your dream realistic for the time frame that you're in? So mm. I, I find myself thinking constantly, like there's things in my life that frustrate me. And then I have to bring myself back to thinking, Okay, Charlene, but practically, are you in a place in your life where wanting this thing is actually possible? It's not possible. It's like wanting my kitchen floor to always be clean and spotless. It's not realistic to have that dream. With two I, small kids, I can certainly happen, yeah. aim to keep it cleaner and just make more of an effort. But realistically, with toddlers and my youngest loving to bathe in yogurt, especially <laughs> on the kitchen floor, <laughs> it's not real. I'm just going to end up being disappointed because once again, yeah. the kitchen floor is dirty. So mm. maybe the dream should be to, instead of, having to clean it three times a day, just once a day, and which means at least I know today, once the floor was clean. For, five, for a good five minutes. The floor once was today clean. was clean, <laughs> which is more of a realistic dream. Am I understanding you correctly? It's, yeah, a, it's, it's like a trivial yeah. explanation, but obviously it would, mm. in terms of your life, it would apply to bigger things. But um, it's, it's how I'm simplifying it for the layman in me. Yeah, no, no, no. I think that's it through and through. And I think... Um, that we disappoint ourselves all the time mm. because we set out mm. to like, I don't know, be someone else, basically. Mm. Uh, you're so <laughs> right. Really, I like, feel like that know all what the time. Doing. Yes. Yeah. Like, you don't know. Like, maybe, I don't know. Yeah, I don't want to give examples, but, but everyone's lives are so different. So we've got to work out for us, like, what is realistic? And two words that I use with my clients all the time, every mom that I work with is, for me, my goals in motherhood are to be stable and happy. Mm. If I can be stable and happy, things work mm. in my home. And so that would be, if I had to define it, I'd say that would be my sort 
sort of dream life. That would be getting my shit together. Would be if I can make sure that I'm stable and happy right now, I tend to be a really good mom, run our home well, you know, work goes well. So then it's putting things in place that do that rather than saying like, by the end of this year, I need to have like lost 10 kgs, mm. you know, be running a, a successful business and, you know, whatever, having sex four times a week. Um, whatever mm, the dream yeah. is. Like yeah. but, ticking all um, the damn boxes. Exactly. Yeah. So just being really realistic with yourself and know what you don't have to explain that to anyone. And, um, you know, we, each of us, our situations are so different. So it's, it's just getting to know yourself on your terms for right now and what would, what would like phenomenal look like right now. And then you go and do that. Um, I, yeah. read, I read a very interesting thing, just which you just reminded me of having read it this week. It was a statement that I saw on social media. Some, it's been doing the rounds. So I'm sure someone, some of you might have seen it. It referred to popcorn lying in oil that heats up to a, a certain point and then the kernels start individually popping at their own pace. So you still end up with a bowl of delicious popcorn. But... Don't compare yourself to other popcorn kernels because we don't all pop at the same yeah. time, even though we're exposed to the same heat simultaneously. Yeah. So That's a good one, yeah. So I've, I just found it, it was such a nice way of explaining it. We're all under the same pressure and we look at other moms and I look at that mom and I'm like, shit, she seems like she has her shit together. But that's how it seems to me because that's what having your shit together looks like to me. She might feel like she doesn't have her shit together at all yeah. because in her yeah. life – things are going wrong that to her means having your shit together. Yeah. So, Caitlin, I, th at some other point, like I feel great about myself now. It's, it's almost February and I've like set out to do a bunch of things this year and, and I'm paring down my expectations and I think that's what I'm most happy about is I'm trying to keep it simple. But I know there will come a point this year that – the wheels of this train are going to fall off and I'm going to get back on the hot mess express. Yeah, I'm going to have a mm. mental breakdown or I'm going to, somebody's going to get sick or there's going to be an unforeseen complication or even something good might happen. Um, like there could be a, a, a good opportunity that I need to kind of drop things for to, to be able to take that opportunity, something like that. So I feel like when you feel like you have your shit together, inevitably the wheels fall off and the train derails. My question to you is, what would you tell clients? How do you get back on? How do you, so to use another analogy, you've, you've juggled all these balls successfully, then you drop some. How do you just stop and pick them all back up? Mm. Yeah, I get you. And I mean, it's, it's bound to happen. I mean, yeah, I think for all of us, it's bound to happen probably in the next month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the exactly. The day of that. Um, I think this comes down to really knowing yourself and your life so that when the shit does hit the fan, that you can go back to the core of who you are, what you believe, who you love, um, instead of these sort of sort of dropping the balls. I don't know. I think it's, it's almost as if I think some of us get so caught up in the detail that by dropping one ball, it's like we, we then think they all dropped. Yeah. Um, when in fact, we, we kind of still doing pretty well. And so it's, maybe taking a step back um, and, and almost, you said it just now, you know, sort of going back to, to the basics of, of who you are and what do you value in life again and um, see yourself as very multifaceted rather than like being this extremist, which um, we hear people all too well, like I'm just in such a terrible space. And then as they say it, they're like, well, I mean, not everything, but like, and then, you know, we generalize immediately that like one thing didn't work. 
as if that affects everything. It's it's that big picture thing. It's like when you go hiking and you sit on a mountain and look down and you're like, oh my word, like all my problems seem so small, mm. you know, down there. Um, I think we almost need to be able to do that with ourselves and, and to just take a step back. So a simple thing that I can do with clients, um, especially those that are in a difficult space, is um, you might have heard, not you might have heard, I mean, there's this very buzzword of the word gratitude at the moment um, and gratitude journals and, and that sort of idea. So the way that I like to explain it is I live in Hillcrest in Durban, KZN, mm-hmm. and it's a very misty area. So we often get mist. It's a beautiful area, super green, lush, but lots of mist. And if I'm driving in my car, so I'm going to fetch the kids and there's mist outside. And I'm driving along and it's so easy to get like bogged down by the mist. That like I'm looking out the window and I know it's beautiful out there, but I forget because right now this is just chaotic. The mist is chaotic. Um, and almost by just putting on those windscreen wipers on our car, it kind of like clears our view for us to see that there is so much beauty out there and and I think gratitude can do the same for us a simple sitting down with yourself like in an evening and writing down like a list of 10 things that you're grateful for just off the top of your head when you're in a bad space can remind us that there is so much good that's still there Um, and just in terms of how your brain works our brains are amazing they pick up habits within three days your brain will be rewired to pick up a new habit so as Mm -hmm. soon as you're in a bad space your brain will quickly learn what bad space looks like and you're immediately going to habits or patterns um, that you might have long forgotten, you know, but come back very quickly. A lot of self-doubt, a lot of like, this always happens to me and, and speaking in a certain sort of language inside your head. So, um, yeah, my encouragement would really be that like perspective. Do what brings perspective for you as quickly as possible. Journal, go for a walk and, you know, talk it out with someone and get in touch with your emotions again and, and try to, to almost, yeah, look at your life as if it's like in the distance mm. and, and, and notice what is working and, and get back on as quickly as possible. Again, expectations. If your child's sick and you're trying to still get through your to-do list, you're probably just being silly. I think the perspective there might be sitting in the evening and being like, you know what, for this week I'm actually going to write those things off. That's not not being successful. That's not not having your shit together. Having your shit together in that moment might be being realistic. And saying for this week, in order for me to stay happy and to, to really be a good mom would be for me to put these aside for this week. Done. Now I'm happy again. Let yourself <laughs> off the hook. Mm. You know? yeah, yeah, totally. Um, and it's not like let yourself off the hook like a bad thing. It's, yeah. This is actually positive yeah. like for the whole family. Um, you know, mom's happy, everyone else kind of is happy too. Rather than mom exactly. being like, oh, fail it again. Didn't make dinner. Now I've got to do a bloody this meal you know and, <laughs> and yeah again getting caught up in the detail when in the big picture you, you're still doing well it's yeah still, you know it's still working I suppose it's like looking at that um when playing 30 seconds you look at that little card of five items that you have to explain to your team members and I always scan them to First. see which one well I don't know who how people play it but I certainly yeah. scan the card to look at what would be the most likely option for me to explain to my team and have them get it like what would be the easiest yeah. for me to explain what comes to my mind the quickest first things first yeah. because then at least yeah. we've got one ticked off the off the list so I suppose you, it, your life is like a 30 seconds card you got to look at what is physically possible and the most pressing in that moment the mm. ultimate goal still remains but you got to get through the things to achieve the goal and if you're broken 
uh, or someone's sick or you're sick and you don't take the time to heal or get better, then you're not going to achieve the ultimate goal, I mm. suppose. Yeah. Caitlin, I feel like I need you in my back pocket like 24-7. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, what would you yeah. say? Do you think you've got your shit together? I have my days for sure. Um, I definitely have my days. So I'm like a very, um, very extroverted kind of person, meaning like I have lots of highs. I love people around me, but then at the same time, I have those lows too. too. Mm. So for the most part, yeah, I'd say I do have my shit together. I think the biggest part for me, if I were to sum that up, would be that I really like myself. Um, and, and that's been a long journey for me mm. um, of, of really liking myself. And because I like myself and know myself and I get my personality, I kind of make sure that my life fits that rather than like fits the world or, mm. um, you know, compare to other mums or, or what, whatever that is. So I feel like if I'm in a good space within myself, um, then I sort of just make things work. So, yeah, I don't know. So you have your days for sure. Like right now I'm, I'm injured at the moment, like a, a running injury that's become oh. a chronic condition. So I live on chronic meds and I can't do anything and whatever. But and so that sucks. And um, so when you say like fall off the bandwagon in every sense, I can't do anything much. Well, I haven't for six months. Um, but I don't feel like I've fallen apart. And I think that's where I'd say I have my shit together and where I'd encourage people to get this to themselves together is just like get to know you more than anything, more than ticking boxes. Just know you. If you know yourself really well um, and learn to like that person, even if the world doesn't like that person, there are definitely parts of me the world doesn't mm. like. Um, then, then I think life's a lot easier and, and, and we can raise kids a lot more intentionally and, yeah, sort of just be true to ourselves rather than comparing to every mum in the car park at school, mm. um, you know, feeling like a failure just by picking up their cell phone. As you say, if mum's happy, the rest of the household tends to be happy. So, yeah, you know, start loving yeah, yourself. I, I like that. I love that advice. Mm. Let's... Uh, quickly chat about the Unpodcast. You had some incredible guests on the pod over the course of last year. I listened to um, Ashley Knight from the Hello Boss community. You had uh, most recently Carmen, aka Mom Duck, and Natalie, the founder of Mrs. Milk. Some, there's been some awesome ones, Charlene. Let's have a listen. I'm particularly interested in those that you've just mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, can you give us a sneak peek? What are your plans for 2020? Yeah, um, I've got some exciting stuff. I don't want to throw out too many names um, as of yet, but um, I'm definitely, I think my podcast is full every week till close to the end of March, which is really exciting. Um, I'm actually going abroad in the beginning of March, and so I've even got some cool international people, one of the big body image um, sort of icons that I'm interviewing while I'm overseas. Exciting. So that'll be fun. Um, I know you guys are all like um, tongue-in-cheek, kind of stuff so someone that's coming up soon her her brand name is nurture your vagina very important but um we actually are yeah, so we're talking like periods and breaking the stigma um especially in, in raising kids and how we can do this differently with our girls so cool stuff like that yeah two, another two women's health videos next month different kind of topics I'm recording tomorrow on painful sex so really cool different stuff um but exciting yeah really exciting and, and all super uh, yeah. relevant I love it mm. I really mm. like that so yeah, different different but cool 
I need to urge our listeners. Yeah. Um, go and have a listen to the Un podcast. And uh, me, I'm subscribing today. Yeah, do it. <laughs> do it now. You can find uh, Caitlin on Instagram at uh, the Un podcast, and also uh, CaitlinDeBeer.com, and that's Caitlin C A I T. But we'll put all of our listeners in touch and uh, get everybody listening because you have so much to offer and we can't thank you enough for coming on and offering some insights on The Great Equalizer. Thank you. And hopefully you guys will be one of our, my guests soon as well. So we, if they come on over, they will get double double whammy from you guys. Oh, <laughs> man, <awesome>. we'd love <laughs> it. That we'd sounds lacquer. <laughs> Thanks, Caitlin. Yeah. We'll chat awesome. soon. So... I like her. Mm, yeah. She makes a lot of sense. And what is mind-boggling to me is that a lot of what she's saying is that that's shit I already know. Like, why does it take someone else as an outsider reiterating that? It always for, needs to be repeated. For the penny to drop. That's why I say I want to keep her in my pocket. <laughs> to so give. before the meltdown happens... She can be like, whoa, remember, hello. Yes, yeah, that little reminder or to give yourself permission to to be okay. Yeah, I I love the the different cake for different seasons Mm. and um, expectations. I mean, we've spoken at length about this, but it needs, it bears reminding. Mm. We always need to just keep that, we must almost like make a sign and post it on our mirrors, right? Yeah, so you wake up in the morning like and you lower it your expectations. You in, yeah, but I suppose as a life coach, I suppose a life coach would say, don't lower your expectations, but just adjust your, I suppose, perception or or, or have perspective. Well, here's the thing: there's a difference between lowering your expectations and lowering your standards. Your standards can stay the same. That's true. Just don't expect too much of yourself. Let's like what I was saying last week about the newborn a mm. mom who has a two-month-old don't strive to have a full bath without your baby interrupting you and crying mm. you know you're gonna have a bath again mm. at some point mm. a nice long relaxing one it's n- it might not be now mm. and that's with absolutely everything so we are in debt now for argument's sake mm. there will come a time where we have paid that off and we're not stressing this much about bills to pay mm. or whatever, whatever the issue you, the, is the that thing you feel like for you, whatever yeah. the ball is that you've dropped and mm. you're struggling to pick it up and keep it in the, in the, you know, circle, mm. let it be if you can, yeah. you know, there's other things that take priority. And so yeah. I think the bottom line for me is that what Caitlin was saying about being stable and happy mm. And that just that's all you need to do. That's the only thing you need to work at. If you keep coming back to that, you you know what? I'm doing okay because I'm stable and happy. This is a minor, like, it's one little speck of something that's dropped off the table. It has not killed me or my kid or anyone around us. We can brush our teeth again tomorrow. (laughs) And what, I guess, this is hitting me in a big way right now as we speak. What's your kid going to remember? Is he going to remember that one day at the end of January 2020? where you had a fight because he didn't brush his teeth or, um, you know, any number of things because you couldn't afford a birthday party for him or, or whatever, whatever's upsetting your child right now. Is he going to remember that or is he going to remember his mom who was Being sick and depressed devastated a lot and of the time? Yeah, exactly. 
it, uh, yeah, I suppose that yeah, that's a huge bottom line. And I, I think what I took from what she was saying, I think we put ourselves under a lot of pressure because we constantly compare ourselves to others. That that resonated with me a lot while she was talking, because even when we do our best not to, right? Exactly, we don't we don't set out to do that, but it happens involuntarily. The like it ha- okay, just today it happens. It just so happens that you and I have the same kind of we determine what means what it means to have your shit together in the same way. We have, I suppose, that's also why we host a podcast <laughs> together because <laughs> our, our values align a lot on many things, right? But what it looks like to me to have your shit together does it does it's you might look like you have your shit together to me because that's how I define having your shit shit together. But in your life, you might be feeling like everything is falling apart and that you don't have your shit together. We are all different. And the moment we stop comparing ourselves to each other and realizing and accepting ourselves and understanding your own limits, your own capabilities, and being okay with that, accepting yourself for who you are. And believing that I am a good mom and I'm a good person within the parameters that I have. Yeah, you'll become within con- your own definition. Yes, you'll become content with yourself and you will not battle so much to feel that constant sense of, I need to achieve this, I need to achieve this, mm. I need to achieve this. Because you won't lose sight of, of reality so easily. Mm. Because I think all those thoughts can, can swallow you up very quickly. And then you'll constantly feel like a failure because, oh shit, now I didn't pack that cupboard, so I must be a terrible mom. But if you know in your heart of hearts that you're a good Am mom. Am I really a terrible mom? Because no. I'm stable and yeah. happy. Yeah. Then those overwhelming thoughts won't consume you. So two things. Let's learn uh, to love ourselves mm. this year. And also, um, let's keep on talking. Let's, yes. Let's do the things. Yes. I, um, I believe in my heart that there are um, at least a handful of moms out there that feel like you and I do. And there's probably way more than that, but there might be a handful of moms out there that would be willing to admit it and be open about it. And I would love for our listeners to share that with us. Listeners, you know this. We, we love for you to chat to us. Weigh in on our conversation. Um, even if you just want to private message us, DM us our, a voice note. Um, we obviously won't share it without your consent. Um, but it's good to know that, that there are real people like us out there. On Instagram, you can reach us at the Great Equalizer podcast, or you can record a message on your phone and email it to us at thegreatequalizer.za at gmail.com. Also, please feel free to tag us in your Instagram or Facebook posts. Once a week, we will be sharing our bombing at momming moments and um, occasionally the bad mom moment, uh, though we don't want to harp too much on that. And we'd love for you to do the same. Remember to tag us and then use the hashtags bombing at momming or bad mom moment. Yeah, your support's very important to us. We say this every week, every like, every love, every moment anyone engages with us. We've, we've had some lovely engagement over the last week, mm. which has just been heartwarming and so motivational for us. Um, please do keep them coming. Share every shares, every comment, every like. It means the world to us. And please don't forget uh, to hit that subscribe button, guys, so that you get notified on your platform of choice. Um, when there's a new episode out every week and on each of the platforms you have an opportunity to rate and review us so that's on the platforms that you listen on and on Facebook let people know out there that you're listening let us know 
what you think of us and and what you would want more of. We just we just need that engagement so that we can get the word out about the Great Equalizer. And it's been so helpful the feedback on which day you'd like the episodes to air. Um, they would be preferred date because we've listened to you and we've seen a lot more engagement since we've listened to you and uh, started putting out our, our first episode now. Yeah. So Mondays. every Monday, your commute just got a whole lot better. Exactly. And the more we're seeing, the better this podcast will do and the better we can be for you. Charlene, I think that's it for this week. Until next time, keep, keep your, your mom, mom game strong. For more on today's show, please head on over to our website at www.thegreatequalizerza.com or catch us on Instagram at The Great Equalizer Podcast or on Facebook. If you want something a little more personal, email us at thegreatequalizerza@gmail.com at gmail.com and we'll get back to you. <laughs>